I was like, wow, acting is giving me something. What am I giving back? It wasn't until I got on the blacklist and uh, social media was hitting and suddenly I realized, given a platform and you have followers and every, we all have our own little tiny little TV channels. So what am I gonna do with this? Oh my God, we get to spread the love. Yes. Hey, uh, mental health is really important. Got it. Um, Hang on a second. Uh, can we talk about arts access and education? Hey, rescue a dog, adopt, don't shop. These are the things that rescued me. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Living Good Currency with Tony and Tobias. We're excited to be back here for another awesome episode. We appreciate you coming on and listening to us and, and joining this journey with us. As for those of you who are new, Tobias and I sit down every week with an incredible guest that's inspired us, either someone we've known for a while or someone we're getting to know, but we believe they have something to share with you. So today is no different, but it's incredible because this is another guest that was introduced to us by Stephanie Sherris, hey. someone who was introduced to us because of his commitment to helping and inspiring other people using his craft, no other than Amir Arison. He's best known for his work on the NBC Sony Netflix international hit series, The Blacklist. He plays tech wizard Amram, Aram and is currently in the ninth season, which is just unbelievable in the te television world, as you all know. His other credits include Law & Order, S SVU, American Horror Story, Rami, Billions, Bull, Homeland, and goes on and on. And currently, he's in a Hulu limited series, The Dropout. Amir is also the recipient of the Mendez Award from MIF, given to an individual in the entertainment industry who uses their platform to give back. And we're going to go into that in detail. He's also award-winning director of Angel Light Films, the Tati's Fashion Show, and Fortress. Currently, Amir is directing a docuseries about working with eight-year-old cancer survivor Tantiana Bernard on the making of Tati's Fashion Show, which we can't wait to go into. The show actually is impactful about her talks about her health and her family life, demonstrating her heartfelt belief mm. on the creative process mm. and its power to help and heal. And really excited, and I hope he invites us to go check it out. If not, we'll go anyway. <laughs> he just got announced to be playing Amir, one of the main characters in the Kite Runner Broadway show. Mm. Welcome to the show, Amir. Oh, hello. What up, guys? Hey. Looking good. Thank Looking you, brother. Good feeling good. Feeling good. Good to see you. Congrats, by the it's way. Been, people should know that we have a, a WhatsApp thread when we met uh, last mm. summer. We met one time in person and been in touch since. And our WhatsApp thread is called Soul Brothers. Soul <laughs> Brothers. That's true. That's, That's right. True. That's it, true. Was an in, it was an instant connection. It was an instant connection. Uh, Amir, so... Did not feel like it was by accident. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. So before I get to uh, the question, um, I, I want to congratulate you on that recent announcement of the Kite Runner. Congratulations, man. That's that's an amazing, amazing role. Um, thank you. Yes, I still can't believe it. I, I've known for you know, sort of like two months now, I guess, maybe a little less than that, about two months. And I still can't believe it. I wake up every day um, nervous. Um, in a, I guess in a good way, you know, motivating, nervous and excited. And I'm getting deeper and deeper into the people and rich and challenging and sad history of Afghanistan mm. and the poetic 
talents of Khaled Husseini, the writer of The yes. Kite Runner. And um, it is the saddest book and story, certainly the saddest uh, project I've, I've ever been asked to act in. And uh, the guy's name is Amir. Mm. about that? And I, I remember reading I that book when it was just a manuscript prior to even being published. I remember just reading the manuscript prior to publishing the fact that it's now being made into a Broadway play. And you, my friend, I'm just so happy for you. And I can't wait. I can't wait to check it out. I mean, it's this fall, right? It premieres this fall and on Broadway. That's all I'm doing now. That's wow. all I'm doing is contemplating, writing notes, researching, studying language, accent, lines. Mm. Actually, this podcast um, is one of the few things I'm doing right now because I've, I've been having a hard time, I guess this, this having a hard time unplugging mm. from all the other sort of energies that are sort of requiring of me in my life because I need to pour uh, everything I can in this. I, I didn't realize how much over time I've plugged into so many people mm. and projects and causes that I am uh, really trying to uh, take a break from as much as I can. Not 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 hide from life. I participate mm. in life, obviously. Like this is, I don't know. Like if you're, I, I don't know. If you're writing a novel and you have a deadline, you know, or you're yeah. you're, you're planning a, a wedding and you don't have enough time. That's what it feels like. I'm not sure. Well, this is this is. I mean, that's a big role, Broadway. I appreciate you because I hopefully after this uh, podcast, we'll all walk away, not just our audience but ourselves, energized and. Uh, and convicted even more that this is a, a union that we're we're supposed to be part of. Yeah, Amir, first of all, thank you uh, again for taking out the time to meet with us and to speak. So, brother, where are you? Before we get off into it, where are you? Well, I'm glad you asked because okay, okay. I actually just arrived last night into the North Carolina mountains. North Carolina mountains. So I could unplug mm. and get some work done. Wow. North and I'm here for a little while. And it's the only time I'm about to get to be alone before I head into five months, five and a half months of rehearsal and performance. Mm. And, and when I'm doing that, it's a six day a week job, wow. six days a week. Wow. So this is the only time I'll have more than one day in a row. To our audience, he's and showing I, us the mountains. Yes. I already North Carolina. woke up better. Wow. Mm. And how did you pick that spot? Um, so my best friend, one of my closest friends from the fifth grade. So we grew up like right near, like basically down the street from each other. We went to grade school together, uh, middle school, high school. And, uh, one of my closest friends to this day, we can sort of talk about anything. And so his family, I know intimately well, I would have dinner at his house all the time. His family is almost like a sort of a second family to me. His parents have a house here in the mountains. And a really, really like beautiful house. And they invited me one Fourth of July, and I stayed in the guest house. And this is th their guest house. And I mm. said, "Oh my God, this is a real retreat. I, I feel so good here." And they're like, "Come back anytime." Oh man! And when I was figuring out, I was like, "I need to unplug." I I reached out. Not only did they say yes, I could cry again. They stocked my fridge, their yeah. fridge for me. Yeah. They stocked their fridge. They're like, "Here's the keys to everything." Study yeah. hard. Yes. Just, I mean, she, they made me a home cooked dinner when I arrived, That's and then right. they're like, "All right, here are the keys. Be, be alone. Whatever you need." Wow, to love, man. That is love, and I'm glad you are reminding us. I mean, I feel like for anybody listening, I know myself included, and Tobias is big on these R and Rs, these retreats. You know, it. Not all of us can get away every day, 
but how pivotal is it to get away, whether it's unplugging, whether it's going to nature, going on these walks, it's, you know, I think, you know, you're seeing it, you know, in order to tap into the five months, six days a week journey, the emotional, that's a physical toll. Then you got the emotional thing. And so you're unplugging and you're just, it's a great reminder that one day, one night, one home cooked meal, how you already feel better. Amir, uh, Amir, I'm, 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 Amir I'm, I'm noticing something. Just the mere mention of the book, you became emotional. Mm. Then <laughs> just the mention of the hospitality mm. of your friend's family, <laughs> you became <laughs> emotional again. Is this a part of the personal process or this is you getting inside of a role that is requiring you to be so emotionally sensitive? I think the answer is yes to the all of the above, mm. plus some mental health work I'm, I'm doing. My man. Um, My man. It's been overwhelming. Look, I just wrapped season nine. Season nine is airing right now. I just wrapped shooting it. So as soon as I wrapped shooting it, I could sort of like put that down and get my head and, and heart completely into Kite Runner. Um, the last episode that aired was about sort of a mental health breakdown that my character on the blacklist went through. Yes. Um, and it's the most demanding episode of television I've ever, I've ever mm. been in. And it's really kind of a, I really do feel like it's a, a artistic and in, in some ways career. I don't want to, it's not for me to sort of say that, but a sort of place I've never been before. Mm. Well, with, with all the pressure, uh, that I put on myself, probably more than anything, um, which has always been the case and which can, which can, which can cause a great deal of anxiety, but I, I've, I've sort of. I heard this once I've made friends with my anxiety and I use it as an mm. engine um, to try to do my best, but you have to be careful because it could sometimes overpower and then worry will, will, will steal energy. Yes. yes um, and that's yes. why I came here. And so I felt like, I, you know, anxiety or anxiousness has been something I've always worked with to move myself forward. And with the amount of volume, I couldn't address it and kind of get honestly, just get some sleep. Um, which is good for important for memory, emotional health, physical health. Uh, the body needs to recover and heal and process the day. And so, um, and this, this, this story, uh, is still touching me and breaking my heart. Look, the world in, in Afghanistan, in Ukraine, yes. all over the Middle East in Africa, you know, yes. we, in America, yes. there's so many of these just, just, just absolutely tragic things. And look, how, look how. How fortunate I am! I get to no matter what I get to work on a Broadway show. I get to work on a TV. I mean, here I am with it in nature. Look at it with, the, with this gift. So, so I'm I'm flooded. Um, when you're in a more vulnerable place, uh, gratitude like, it hits you like a yes. like a like a Mack truck. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, which is I guess I don't know one of the you know I I'm, I work on. I know we we've all talked about this before. Sort of <laughs> the attitude of gratitude is the key to mm -hmm. sort of daily living. You know, it certainly helps when you get off track. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's, 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 uh, that's what's going on. It's interesting, Amir. You say how anxiousness, you've made a friend with your anxiousness and you allowed it to, as much as you can, propel you forward. Where a lot of times, yeah. sometimes if we have a fear of failure, we have a fear of success, uh, we get anxious, we get stressed, and a lot of times it inhibits us from moving forward, we're, we're too scared, we're constantly thinking of the unknowns, and it just feels at that moment maybe more comfortable to, to be 
complacent and not not take that chance. So how have you built up these this 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 relationship with your anxiety? And then mm. obviously clearly there's a point where you realize, okay, you're getting the better of this relationship, Mr. Anxious or Mrs. Mm. And, and and you got to tailor it back. I, I, can you walk us through that process if the, you know or when or how? That or? is you, you there is so much you said there that echoes uh, within me. Um I, you know, at an early age, I just wanted to prove to my dad that it, it'll be okay. I'll be okay. I, I can be an actor. And then I wanted to, you know, I knew I felt like I had something to offer and just like this sort of, this sort of the challenges in the entertainment industry. Like, I, I, I got to figure this out. I, like, I, I've got to prove, you know, really my dad is really a reflection of myself. You know, mm. he would, he's, he's supportive no matter what, but his his worry about my well-being, you know, I know he loves me no, he loves me no matter what. My mom always had sort of like a blind um, belief. Don't quite blind belief. Knowing you'll be fine. You just got to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, my dad, well, it's difficult. You know, as you know, you sure, you know. So I, I, the duality of that has been perfect. Mm. Been perfect. I, I have this sort of belief, this un, sort of unconditional belief that was gifted to me through outside and maybe through DNA. And then this also this, concern is that is it practical can you do it we want you to be safe and um and both of those exist in me and i guess they probably mm-hmm. are in a natural sort of dance which i think has been helpful one doesn't exist without the other and you know when i find myself dipping a little bit into the doubt um and i want to separate this from my dad my dad is not the doubt this is now within me seven seven of the doubt you know take myself to north carolina mountains to get back into the um when I feel myself in the in the in the doubt a little bit, and there's sort of too much stimulus of phones and stuff like that, and, and I don't have time to finish the thought, the clarity, the meditation, the workout. Whoa, I need to. It's actually been a very hard practice for me, which it's a new muscle I'm developing, which is uh, trying to say no or I'm unavailable. <laughs> I, I don't. I just. I, it's really difficult, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm in. The, I'm in process with it. That's one of the things I'm doing here, uh, too. Um, and making times to cut out and stop and like stop working and, and do that. But um, the in terms of how it developed, it's sort of, I mean, I sort of gotten older. I can sort of see that clearly, um, even if I feel like I'm sort of falling off or it's like, I don't know. It's like sort of and everything requires a mu- like fitness requires a muscle mm. um, language requires prayer, meditation, the, you can get deeper into it and more relief from it and more understanding from it by practicing. Yes. Um, and so I, I have to get back into, I mean, I think maybe that I pushed so hard that um, I just, I was like, I got to get through this episode. Ah, I want to get through mm. this season and then stopping myself and making sure don't forget, you know, it's called a play. Don't forget to play and yes, enjoy it. Yes. Don't forget to enjoy the fruits of your, of your yes, labors. It, yes, and in TV, yes. it's, it's satisfying. You can like put it down and say, ah, and then I got to watch it last Friday night and then there's love and it's like, oh, wow. And I just get to like, look back objectively. I said, oh, we did that. Wow. Mm. That, you know, that feels good. But now I'm actually into a play where it's like, you can't, oh, great. That show went great. Can I do it again? The worry is <laughs> as soon as you're satisfied, the work is, it's like, and so I know when you're like, I, I said, ask something a little bit about how do you go forward? I know I'm heading into one of the most challenging things, especially the, the emotional toll. You know, I'm sensitive. 
And I know for better or worse, I have to enter this fire. Mm. It's, uh, that's what I'm an actor. I'm a storyteller. That's this, my job. If, I don't want to say if I fail, if I, if I doesn't go the way I hope or plan, it may go better. It may go worse. Who's for me to say worse could give me life lessons. Better can give me mm. career advancement. I, I don't know. Mm. We always <laughs> are hoping for the best, mm. but I don't know. All I know is that I have to, I've been gifted this. They've gifted me this role and I feel like it's a duty and an honor. And I just got to trust that I've been gotten to this point in my life and I, I am enough and it is enough mm. to, to, and my best will be enough, even if yeah. it's, yeah. I forget my line, you know, here, I don't know, like I'll, we'll, something will happen and it'll be human. And I've got it. I know, I know I'm working on the muscle to remind myself of that mm. every awesome. day. I know right. that is going to be tested because I'm hard on myself when I do plays, yes. I get, you know, I'm hard there every day. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to being tested. At least, at least at this moment, yeah. call me in three months. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, um, dear brother, that's uh, you said the echoing, and I think that's real um, something that we all can relate to. Pressure, pressure, not only the pressure we place upon ourselves. You know, families come with pressures. You know, uh, uniqueness of parents, uh, circumstances and situations of life, and then you're talking about acting on one of the most highlighted stages talking about blacklist but we have limited uh television in prison but blacklist is one of the shows that i fell in love with no kidding yeah 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 so so are you serious oh quite serious quite serious that's one of my favorite shows so with that uh the pressure the pressure and then what that does to the psychology what that does to our emotion right now brother we're under Tremendous pressure as a society. We're dealing with homelessness, oh my God. foster children, brother Ukraine, and all these other things, all these pressures. Uh. So how do we come to that sensitive point that I feel a lot of times, like you said, just pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. A lot of us are just pushing through life. That's right. Not an episode. You know, not a play. At the end of the day, it, like you said, it's a play. You know, so when some people fail in life, that's death. You know, that's incarceration, that's years of addiction, that's divorces, that's separations of families, that's wars. And, and so when you are saying these things, we believe that is the good currency when you can create that balance between the mm. various worlds. Uh, they call it a creating third space. So you like you have this right here from your mom, you have this right here from your dad, and now it's manifesting in you as balancing yourself out emotionally. So mm. you can feel, and that was the main thing that I noticed. Oh, he can feel. We become so numb yeah. in life that we do not feel, especially in the entertainment business. We've seen some of the greatest and most profound of actors and actresses fall to drugs and fall to promiscuity, fall because I don't believe that we are taking these moments to feel. And so, uh, brother, I, I, I honor it and I see it and uh, it echoes, as you say, uh, with me and I'm sure the audience. This is living good currency. You know, you, know, you, 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 you said something that I want to I add to that um, you guys have had life experiences that I haven't even, I can't imagine. I haven't, I haven't touched and I've had and we've all had different um, that sometimes 
you know, I think one of the keys, the keys to acting is being present. And that's one of the sort of goals in life. Cause you know, there's a depression, the idea of depression is being sort of, well, there's clinical, but I'm also sorry, the concept of depression is being sort of stuck in the past and anxiety is being sort of stuck in the future, Mm -hmm. you know, worried Mm -hmm. about what's coming and then stuck on regret or shame Mm -hmm. or guilt or I could this different. And uh, key is to find out the people because we're alive in this moment. And sometimes when you're stuck and you just can't, whether it be clinical or some giant event is going on and you cannot get out of the future or the past, you make it about the other person. Mm. You go vo- volunteer. And, you know, like we said, there's wars raging all over. I get to, I get to do it do a play. That's not to say that a broken heart or a worry is is legitimate. I don't care if you're a kid worried about, you know, asking the girl to prom. Yes. Um, But I can hear you guys. So um, I tell young actors when I'm teaching, if you're in a rut and you feel like you can't figure out how to do it or what to do, make it about the other person. Mm. Listen and respond. Mm. Help the other. What is your intention for that other? Make it all about what you want to pass to that person and just receive them and that'll get you out of your head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where I, I also think some sort of volunteer work or even just like asking someone how it is, go get the door for somebody, that's you know, um, something, just a simple, just a simple act of outside yourself. And that is, you know, so that, it, that that's connected to kindness, that's connected to sort of godliness, that's connected to h- however one defines that. Um, I yeah. mean, so, Mir, that I, that that is good currency, and that's our formula that we we're excited to share um, for anybody who's uh, listening for the first time. I mean, the idea of good currency, the tagline that we talk about is "Do good, earn good," and it's about aligning your purpose yes. with your passions, right? So, taking your a lot of on this podcast so far, last twenty thirty minutes, we've been talking about more so your professional, some of your personal, obviously, and professional, and then you've even mentioned some spiritual by prayer, meditation. For us, the key is to do, we believe everyone's purpose is to do good for themselves and others daily. And so you just said that. So if you're present and you actually find yourself stuck, you told your past or the present, the most amazing thing you can do is to do good for someone else because it actually is your purpose in life to do good for others, yourself and others daily. And then aligning your personal, professional, and spiritual passions to your purpose, which is to do good for yourself and others daily. So when I look at your career, Amir, when I look at what you've been even saying to me, see, sometimes you, I, I know, like, oh, well, I'm, I, I'm so grateful I can do a play, and it's just a play, and maybe you know, I should just be in the state of gratitude only for the play. But the truth is, this play that you're doing, although you're supposed to have you know, fun and it's taxing and all the emotional, physical the this particular role this particular play and i'm not saying you can't yeah. adjust this for every other play but you literally are doing good for yourself right this is a, a god willing enhancing your career this is emotionally personally professionally but it also is allowing you to do good for others so that when people see this performance you are doing it to touch the lives of those in that audience and to be inspired and so you can be fueled by that. You know what I mean? In other words, they really, so when you say go out and do an act for someone else, which is true, the cool thing about what you're doing is this particular role is allowing you, even Blacklist, by the way, in your role, and we talked about that and why you do what you're doing. How awesome is that, that you are in a professional path right now with this particular play that you can, when you go through those hard times, understand that, man, this role is not just about me and benefiting me. Man, this really is about benefiting others. 
And so amazing. That's amazing. That's 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 the key. Whether you're the janitor, you know, cleaning the floors for someone else, cleaning the toilets, you know, yes, it's good for you in the sense that you get your you get to, you got a job, you're able to take care of yourself, hopefully. But you're you when you can get out of that 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 rut of saying why I'm not good enough, I'm not doing this. And so I applaud you, and I and I'm excited because you have a career where you've taken your talents and you've helped others, and that's why honest, that's why our text chain is called Soul Brothers. That's right. You <laughs> know? That's right. That's right. You know, first of all, thank you. It's oh. very lovely, and thank you. Um, very sweet of you to say. Um, with the audience, we also get to remind them. Yes. of Afghanistan, yes, our brothers on the other side of the world, mm -hmm. which we are intimately um, connected to for so, the last 20 years, yes. the U.S., the U.S. audiences that were there. And um, it is a play about shame and guilt and family and the hope for redemption. And it is a long journey to get there. I don't feel like I'm giving anything away because mm -hmm. the Kite Runner's been out for 19 years. <laughs> the book has been out. Mm -hmm. um, and that fight for redemption it takes a long time and it is just barely scratching the surface. Yes. Um, but it's that fight um, for redemption for, I mean, this poor guy, this character playing Amir um, is just punishing himself mm. for his, um, his, his cowardice as a child. Hey. He's, a, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a, you know, He's a kid. He's just trying to, he's a kid who wants his dad's affection. And that sort of weakness and that need of that dad's affection, he gets thrown in some very difficult circumstances and he doesn't handle them the way that you maybe want as a, as a, as a hero to. Hey. And to make that, that type of character sort of the lead of a book and the lead of a play um, is a great opportunity. It's like, when I was talking to my friend about it, it takes great bravery to air your dirty laundry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and, and say, Hey, I, I need help. I don't, I, I hope I'm trying to, to get better. I, I don't know if you'll forgive me. Um, I honestly, if I may turn this around, am I allowed to ask you guys a question? Please, please, yeah. please. Cause I was really touched by this Tobias. We spoke last time. Come on, brother. To carry the weight of judgment mm -hmm. that is absolute or feels absolute from so many to go forward and like i mean i it, i'm standing in front of a, whatever i'll stand in front of 600 people and they're all going to be having an opinion and judging and for better or for worse for whatever mm -hmm. reason who i am personally professionally whatever they think and that's just the game you got to go and that's the falling forward but how how do you how do you how did how did you work how did you work your way through all that judgment mm. uh brother you just speak spoke to it thank you for the question uh, shame is, if you knew this about me, you would not like me. You would not accept me. Shame is the great imprisonment, brother. Shame oh, yeah. is what keeps us in the imprisonment of depression or what happened to us in the path and past. And shame is what causes all the anxiety for the future. So to be present with gratitude uh, when the mallet hit down and they sentenced me to a life sentence, um, I had to ask myself, and this is what they call in narrative therapy, am I my worst moment? Does this moment define me? 
We come from the understanding that circumstances and situations do not define us. They reveal who we are. So what is the need here? What is the service here? And going back to my parents, uh, I was invested in very heavily by my parents, all three in number, my father, uh, my mother, and my mother's husband for now 42 years. They invested all the resources, all the love, all the value in carrying me. So when I found myself in one of the worst situations in my life, then I had to blossom forth and I guess in one of the worst uh, situations you can name. So you had, I the can, you had the resources. You had the resources internally, inside. Internally, inside, inside. Yep. And it was enough. This one thing that me and Tony uh, says every day that I am loved. We say this to each other. We hold each other. Like we're holding hands right now. Brother, you are loved. Oh, you are. Here's what talk, brother. Brother, these guys are the brother you best. are valued. You are safe so you can be cared for. Yes. Brother, if we are not loved, I knew I was loved. So all the hate that the world might be casting towards me, brother, it couldn't permeate my consciousness. It couldn't permeate my being, my DNA, because I had love in me. I had the love of God, I had the love of my ancestors, I had the love of my parents in me. I had value. Prison is designed to dehumanize you. It's designed to, to, to discount you and place you in a whole nother state. So I had value. And the hugs that I gave, the people that I was able to help and who enriched my life, I gave them value as they gave me value because the same thing with you. I was just trying to make my father proud. I disappointed my father about going to prison. I brought shame to the family's name. My father is a leader inside of society. So what we quickly seen as a family, that regardless to your circumstances and situations, our purpose of life is the same to be good to ourselves and others daily. So how better can I represent Absolutely. God? How better can I represent my ancestors? How better can I represent my parents and the community that invested in me previous to incarceration was to illustrate in the worst of circumstances and situation that I am loved, I am value, I am safe within myself, although my body was not safe, so I can care for myself and others. So if you ask me how, in those situations, when you're looking at the American flag, you're looking at the jurors, you're looking at the old world sentencing you to death for a crime that you did not commit, then I said, this is an opportunity not uh, 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 against me, but for me. This is not happening to me. It is happening for me. So we took that woo. opportunity. Yes, sir. Well, we'll start right there. You said the woo. I'm just going to say this. This is not happening to me, but it is happening for me. So it allows me right now to be uh, in this situation, talking to you, uh, uh, relating to our audience, and knowing that we're in the same thing. You said it's relative. You said it's and That is very powerful to know. The, uh, the depression and anxiety experienced by a child is no less than the stress and anxiety experienced about an adult. Why? Because most of the children yes. are in our inner child, depressed, or living an ancient, uh, ancient life. So it comes down to the investments. And it's real simple, bro. If you don't feel love, you're not love. If you don't feel value, then you're not. Brother, if you don't feel safe, there's no way that you can be cared for. Right now, you feel safe. Why? Well, a family has given you a full refrigerator, hospitality. You look out the window and you see this beautiful orphan, North Carolina. So that is putting you in a state that is sensitive, that has created, uh, I would say, the, the texture 
of this uh, conversation and this podcast today. So that's how your brother uh, personally did it then and how I've continued that with uh, Living Good Currency uh, with me and my good bro and all we're doing as individuals, all we're doing as a company, uh, we're doing good for ourselves and others. That's it. That's my purpose wherever I'm at. <laughs> well, no, you asked a question. Now, very few ask us questions, so when you ask, it give me a chance uh, to speak our truths, brother. Starts starts with the man in the mirror. Hey, soul brothers, soul brothers, That's a, soul healing. You wake up with, with most people. Most people, they, they if they have the opportunity to brush their teeth, and if they have the opportunity to have a mirror in their bathroom across them, if they have the opportunity to have a bathroom, yes. There, that's who you see first, often. Yes. And if not, the first, the first person you wake up with is yourself. Every day. You got to live with and yourself. And the person you go to, we're born alone and we die mm. alone. Mm. Presence is everything. In the mirror, a lot of us don't like what we see in the mirror. A lot of us don't, you know, uh, some people may go, you're looking good, I feel good, but you're not feeling inside you 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 may have yeah, been covering yeah, up yeah, certain know. things yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think what you're saying and you said it before we did in regards to you know go if you if you want to be present as an actor you got to be present you have to be present i mean broadway for sure you got to be present there's no there's no denying that and so by being present you said even go help someone go get out of your way go 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 and figure out how to to do that and i think that's the key right there i mean that's what tobias did he took his internal understanding and the love that he had and gave to others to better himself, by the way, there you go, you know, to better himself. It wasn't like, I got it. I'm just going to help you guys by helping others. He helped himself. That's the key to this whole situation. Right. And that's why I think I'm while you two are talking right now, I'm thinking to myself, why now? Why are we talking to Amir now? He's about to disconnect. Yes. He's about to go in full blown, I got to get into zone mode. Y'all two are the last ones, yes. brother. I and love y'all. And I feel y'all. like as much as this is for our audience, Amir, and as much as we we already say, we do this podcast for ourselves and our audience because we know that we're on this journey. I just got this inkling, this feeling, this energy that, you know, this was a, an important conversation for you to go and enjoy Correct. this retreat. Mm. Because, brother, Correct. this particular role, and maybe even anything Critical. you're doing personally, is so incredibly powerful and the zone that you need to get into right now, brother. And this is why we were so excited to interview you or bring you on this conversation because of why you do what you do. So many of us forget why are we doing what we're doing and the why they could, and even if they think they know their why, Oh, it's because I want to have a career. I want to have the house. I want to have this. And if you ask themselves, okay, imagine right now you have that house, you have that power, you have that, access. Now what? Now what? Oh, I can do this, 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 and this. That's why a lot of the people who are rich or powerful, you they're not necessarily so happy. Mm. And they'll tell you that sometimes if you actually ask them or you can sense them. But we still ignore that because we like, yeah, I know, but money binds happiness or opportunity. Mm. Oh. But mm. if we can really reflect on why we're doing what we're doing, you focus on your purpose of being of service to yourself and others, focusing on your creator, the reason why you created all of a sudden, Amir, you being an actor, for all the, 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 the benefits that come along with be, being a professional actor, especially at your career, where you have a long-standing television career, you have this Broadway play, you have these 
recurring roles. Uh, by the way, our super funny commercial out right now. Mm. Um, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great mm. commercial. Butter yes, exactly. That's a fun part. That Butterfinger butter role. Yes, really I fun. loved it. I love seeing so you. Silly. It's so fun. It was awesome. But you get to play, and so, but but really, the why, why, and I think there's a lot of whys in regards to why people do what they do, but they're not sure. That's why when they get it. They're, they're, they're not happy. They're not satisfied. Cause they didn't take the, te- the, the true deep meaning of why. And the one thing that connected us, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about Tatiana and what you're doing, is that I noticed that, well, actually, I do want to ask you a question of what led you to acting. Like, what mm. was it internally that decided that, okay, I'm going to go against all these odds. My dad's telling me the practicalities of it all or the seemingly, quote, unquote, practicalities of it all. But, you know, you had your mother t- pushing you. But even then, at whatever stage you were at, the fact that you already were giving back, a la the Tatiana story, that's what impressed me the most when we first met and when Stephanie Sherris introduced us, is because you have taken this platform up regardless of whatever stage you're at professionally to do and to give back. And so can you share that with our audience and, and what drives you and what dr- drove you to, to, to be an actor and, and give back? You have said so many things. You have said so many things I want to respond to. Yes, sir. And so if I don't get there, remind me mm. of what drove me yes. to the Tatiana. Yes. One, I just want to go back to something you had said earlier of you guys talking about in Living Good Currency to do something good uh, for someone every day. Um, and thank you for saying that doing the Kite Runner is in service for others. And so I, I, I will hold on to that. But as I'm up here in North Carolina unplugging, I'm like, who am I going to help? You're right. What am I going to do up here to who, who am I going to? And I think I'll have to be via a phone call or yes. a zoom or, or just trust that the kite runner, just working hard that's on the right. kite runner is, right. is my, is my, yes, is, that's is, right. is enough. That is right. So I, and then the other thing you just said that made me that I just thought of some sort of a cosmic connection or serendipitous connection. You asked me like, when did I know I wanted to be an actor? Well, I've been acting since I was eight, but I knew I wanted to become an actor when I was 12. And I just realized the story starts when Amir is 12. Wow. Mm. Wow. And ages to now and ages to where he is now. And, um, well, in 2000, well, in the, in the, in the timeline of the play. Yes. Um, and with the Tamir, he wants to do his best at this kite tournament for his dad's approval. And then so, and then, and then a, a horrible event takes place with his best friend and he doesn't stand up for him. Mm. And then it becomes not defined by the kite tournament, but be, he's, his life becomes defined by him not standing up uh, and protecting his, his dearest. Um, so that sort of, that takes him on a journey. And then he ended up becoming, he wanted to be a writer. It's very fascinating. And his dad didn't want him to be a writer, but he stood his ground and wanted to be a writer. And I think that, and he wanted his dad to like his story. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just kind of just processing the, the alignment here, which is always useful as an actor to sort of connect as much as you can. But, uh, when I was 12, it was very, on a very basic level. Um, I did a play called my robot buddy in the sixth grade. And, uh, I, I'd, I'd been acting since I'd done a play in the second or third grade and you know, did, did find my mom was like, well, you have cut it. So I joined drama club, wasn't great at sports, but then in this, in the sixth grade, uh, I did this play, I call my robot buddy. And I remember I played a doctor who invents a robot friend for a kid, um, to, to, to play with the kid. And then the kid asked the doctor, my character in the sixth grade, Dr. Atkins, I played Dr. Atkins. And he goes, you know, I just want, uh, the kid to be happy. He wants his robot friend to be happy. Can you, 
could you, could you, you know, well, if we don't do that, that's a, that's an emotion. Da, 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 da. And he says, you mean you can't do it? And that was the question to the Dr. Atkins. And I, I remember going, if I, in my head, I don't know where this came from. If I go up with inflection on this line, it's going to get a laugh. Hmm. And, uh, I remember the, the question, he's like, you mean, and the kid sets it up because you mean you can't do it. And the line is can't, hmm. what do you mean can't? And I just remember going, can't <laughs> and all these kids, all these kids, you know, we're doing it for the lower school for like first through sixth grade. They all started laughing and I was like, oh, and it was like a Broadway sized mm. house, that auditorium we did in, in grade school and high school is close to a thousand seats. Wow. And hey. I said, oh, that feels good. And that was when I decided I was going to be an actor. Hey. So really just for the drug of it and the instinct to do this, you know, some people have an instinct for basketball or an instinct for, I don't know, I don't know, whatever, convincing people, politics. I, you know, I was like, oh, I have an instinct for this. It feels good. And just the drug of it and the approval and the approval of the audience and feeling like I'm good at something. So that's mm. when, and then I was like, oh, I guess I got to keep this promise I made to myself and liked other things, but I just found I was just kept gravitating towards the arts and so forth. But then what happened was and I'm going to jump a bunch of years later to when I got on the blacklist and the advent of social media. And I just been working so hard and trying to get a step ahead as an actor, which did feel very self-contained and for lack of a better word, self-involved. Uh, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was telling stories along the way. I don't begrudge my younger self, but I've got to move myself. How do I convince? I've got to do a better job acting. How do I do that? I'm doing it. And I did discover along the way that acting is a great passport to the world. Mm. Play, I'm meeting, I'm doing, I'm meeting different people, different directors. I'm get to travel and do this play in Canada, in England. Um, you know, then you're on TV and it airs in Saudi Arabia and Israel and the Philippines. And all of a sudden you're, 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 and then, um, uh, I'm playing a different role. I have to learn this accent. Wow, I have to do research on being a doctor, a lawyer, a techie. Yes. Um, relive it, uh, relive the experiences of my of my grandparents. What is it to be a refugee? Yes. You know, all of it. And um, and and then, so that's what on the way I was like, wow, acting is giving me something, but it's still me. It's giving me something. What am I giving back? Mm. And I didn't realize that was. It wasn't until. Well, there was two events. Um, I'm going to say that the second one, and then I'm going to go back to the first one. The second one was when I got on the blacklist and uh, social media was hitting, and I wanted to avoid social media, but I said, you know, people started coming out to me, we speak on this thing. And suddenly I realized, given a platform and you have followers and every, we all have our own little tiny little TV channels. And I said, well, you know, it's like Spider-Man. You've given, you, with great power comes responsibility. So what am I going to do with this? Oh, my God. I get to spread the love. Yes. Yeah, I'll talk about the projects. That They're all excited to hear about Blacklist. It's great. And I'm excited, too. We'll share yeah. the excitement. Yeah. Hey, uh, mental health is really important. You got it. Um, hang on a second. Uh, can we talk about arts access and education? These are the things that helped me. Hey, rescue a dog. Adopt, don't shop. These are the things that rescued me. Arts access and education, mental health awareness, and animal rescue. Mm. And those things are for all people. It doesn't care matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican or Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist or, you know, from the Philippines or from the Ukraine or from Russia. I, I don't care. Mm. A dog will make you smile. Yes. You know, an opportunity to act in a play or play an instrument. God, you know, bless all those people that don't have access to that. 
Um, cause that changed my life. Uh, so that just suddenly became inherent and it felt good. That's right. And then it became, again, it's another way of getting outside of yourself. Yeah. And I was, I was like, Oh, this is, and I actually started feeling, I didn't know it more in my purpose. Mm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Much more in my purpose. And my vehicle for that is acting great. Cool. I didn't know that. And then it just built. And then I started getting high from it. it was, it's a drug. Giving is a drug. Yes. Giving back, you know, trying to raise the, raise the love. It's a drug. Mm. It feels right. I think it was, it was in me. Someone said to me, my friend Jay, who I've known since kindergarten, he says, oh, you've always wanted to make sure the people in the room, you know, were comfortable or make sure they all felt good. And I cried when he told me that. I did. I didn't know. I thought I'm discovering this as I'm getting older. So I, it's nice to hear that, that there's, a, there's a line from when I was getting older. But now it's a very clear discovery um, of how good it feels. So much so that I want to talk about the balance where I actually have to go back and and go back to a little bit of the self-centeredness, if you will, and said, I, I, you know, I love you all. I, give me a minute. I gotta, I gotta memorize this. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. What was the first um, event? Anyway, so what I was think, the first I think I said event? A lot. You went. You started. No, you said I got oh. two. Yes. Thank you for asking. Yes. So the first one was I booked my first pilot. I think I was like thirty-one, um, in Los Angeles, and that was my dream. I wanted to do. Well, I had a uh, original dream was to get on Broadway. And then I was like, mm. well, you know, I now I, I'm doing a lot of off-Broadway plays. So I was like, you know, I, 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 I really want to do a, a TV show. And so I kind of moved it over the TV show thing, moved to, I was doing a lot of off-Broadway plays, moved to LA to, to focus on TV. And I booked my first pilot. And I was like, oh my God. I, I, it was like the, 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 the dream came true. And I, I remember um, uh, I was had to go after the audition that my agent, the manager called me while I was in the car. So you booked it. I'm like, are you excited? And I just wow. quietly started crying. Mm -hmm. well, are you happy? I said, I'm very happy. So well, well, what's wrong? I said, I just felt like relief. Mm -hmm. oh. I've been like promising myself when I was 12, that I can do this. I can get there. You know, there's many other, I don't know why I made that my benchmark, but I said, that's my goal. And, and then I went, and this is important. I went and picked up my friend at the airport. And I, I, he opens the door from the airport. He goes, what's wrong? It's just he said that I'd been crying. I said, nothing. Everything's great. He goes, well, what's going on? I said, all my dreams just came true. Mm. You know? And he's like, that's awesome. Want to get some food? I said, yeah. yeah. So we went and then I shot it and it went great. And it was super fun. And everyone was buzzing about the show and my relationship with another character. And then one month later, the show did not get picked up. Oh. And nobody saw it. <laughs> nobody knew about it. Yes. And I had to go on auditions and I took, it felt like I had taken 15 steps backwards. Mm, yes. And what I realized, and I couldn't get my mojo back. My heart was broken. Come on. Um, and it was like, I had to go back on auditions to get the right to audition, to get the right to go in front of, it was like, I had mm -hmm. to go through, mm -hmm. it's like going on a job interview and you like, like get the greatest job. And then nobody knows it. And then you got to go on like seven pre-interviews mm. to even have the right to audition for that next job. It was like, and I did not, I mean, I almost crashed my car. I was like, again, I, I want to say this in, in reflection of where the world is. So again, this was that sort of self-involvement. Yes. I mean, I'm not, so I was kind of stuck in that. And it was also before I had, I was also say it was before I had a psychiatrist. And there was other things <laughs> I, had to, I had to work yeah, on too. But I remember my mom came to visit and she's like, what happened to my son? What your lotus flower is wilting. Wow. Well, what's, what's going on? And I said, 
look, I get it. I, I can do all, I can say all the mantras. I know all the, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back. I know all the stuff. I, I preached it. I feel it. I, I believe in it, but I didn't feel it. Yes. I, I didn't feel, and my heart was broken. My mind said it's okay. And I couldn't get, and my mom, without sympathy, go volunteer, help someone really in need. So, so, so I went, what do I know how to do? I know how to act. I I don't, I don't know. And I went to like, uh, through a program to help this great school kids that wrote like their little one act screenplays. They got professional actors to perform them for their families. Hmm. Like these are, and so we got up there and I'm playing an octopus and a giraffe Mm. and your dad. And I'm just running around all this silliness, holding this script by this sixth grader yes with a couple other professional actors and the kids are laughing the parents are so excited and it was like great so all right you know and i'm driving back home smiling and whistling yes and and i and i remember because i was such a foreign feeling for so many months i was like what's going on (laughs) i feel pretty good living good currents and it occurred to me i just went and did some volunteer work with kids, families connected to the dream, yes. and I did it through my through my through my job through acting. Mm. Yes, and that was the flip the switch I love moment. I love oh, it. you volunteer, you make it about others. I love Very it. simply, I love it. And then uh, a few years later, I got them, but I was like, oh, this is all aligned, and I just kept moving forward in that. So those those two things, I would say. Thank you for asking. Oh, Amir, uh, amazing. Before we uh, bring this to the close, the importance of what you're doing right now in isolation. Uh, is everything because now you're making the proper investment to make the impact that's right when you hit that stage brother so oh, right thank now, you Tobias brother, no, that, that, that's thank it, bro. you that, that's it and the reason why I understand that to be true because all the Buddhas all the Christes all the Muhammads all these great archetypes and figures they had to isolate themselves pour all of God's love, power, care inside of themselves, and then they released it on the stage of the world. And we feel that this is what you're currently That's right. uh, doing right now. From the first day that you figured out you wanted to act, because you can make people laugh. And not so much the laughing. Think, feel, mm-hmm. you can make an impact through acting, and you have done that mm-hmm. throughout your experience. But that is what we call that currency flowing through you, and by you, and you are igniting other people's lives. So, uh, brother, I'm, I'm I'm thankful and uh, humbled to be a part of this uh, conversation with you today. Do you know that the role of Amir in the play um, finds God close to the end of the play? Hey. He was not really practicing. Yeah, he was like prayer is a big part of the end of that play. It's really powerful. Anyway, Amir, I gotta I gotta tell you that. This was serendipitous. This was timely, as always, when you this happened for us. And hopefully the audience members are listening and figuring out the way that it's not that we always have to know why we're doing what we're doing, why, but at the time, but in this moment, the moment you get that opportunity is when you need to reflect. See, you started acting because you got the high. It was a personal. It was about you. But mm-hmm. because of your mom, because of your dad, because of these experiences, you realize the power of you transformed your why from just being about yourself to helping others as well. And it is that balance. And so just to reiterate what Tobias just said, and I, this is where I think the medicine is, 
is you said, okay, well, I believe in what you guys are saying. Do good for yourself and others daily. What do I do? Uh, I'm isolated. Listen, Tobias nailed it, and I just want to reiterate what Tobias said to you. You preparing yourself mentally, physically, spiritually right now in this moment is doing good for others because of what you're about to take on. That's right. And embrace it. Your name was Amir for a reason, hey. maybe for others, <laughs> and it's a great name. But you were born for this role. And the fact that on this podcast, you're starting to see the similarities even so. But this is your role, brother. And, and, and what you do next, that's what you do next. But right now, in this moment, let it be that moment. Because I can see it in your eyes. I can, I can, I can sense this energy all the 3,000 miles away. That, brother, this is a moment. You've given me energy. You've given me the ability to breathe and to say, you know what, it's okay when you need to take some time when you can reflect knowing that you're doing it in the service of yourself and others. So Amir, just thank you for your time. We want to be mindful of it and, and just God bless you, bro. And, and, and I can't wait if you don't mind coming back on maybe after the, the Broadway play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, so we can share that. that experience with us and the audience and yeah, and, uh, that'd be cool, huh? I'm sure I'll have a few things to say yeah 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 <laughs> after going through that that sort of joyous fire i don't know um well, i love you guys thank you for you having too. me of course man so amir uh please tell our audience where we can follow you on social especially just tracking this journey that you're about to go on um thank you so much uh, real simple it's at amir arison sort of the little the little at symbol uh a-m-i-r-a-r-i-s-o-n that's my handle on uh, facebook uh, instagram Twitter, TikTok. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel. It's Amir Arison. Um, I'm more active on some than others. Uh, again, I'm trying to unplug a little bit. So I'm right. a little less active now, but staying involved. Um, thank you for thank asking. You. Yeah, and I will Arison. say this, Amir, just idea came to my head real quick as we sum it up that because this particular role is so unique, you know what I mean? It's such a unique thing. When you decide to plug back in, you know, maybe while you're – in, be, in between recording or, I mean, uh, performing, it'd be kind of cool yeah. if you, um, even if you don't do it live, but really record these thoughts of yours and what you're going through in this transformational experience. Because I, I know that we would yeah. benefit from, and your audience, your followers would probably benefit from this experience. So anyway, that's just the thought of yeah transformation that you're going to go through. I think that's important. It's very cathartic writing out, journaling, yes. um, dialing. I usually write my lines often. It's very, you find some things that you don't even, you uncover unconscious thoughts. I think that's an excellent idea. I plan to do something like that. I actually got a little Polaroid, mm. old Polaroid black and white camera that I, I want to like sort of document. I'll probably use my iPhone too, but I just want to grab like these Polaroid pictures from the from the, from the run. <laughs> awesome, man. We will definitely uh, take a trip to New York. Hey, check out the play. It. Thank you, uh, Tobias uh, and Anthony, so much for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, bro. Don't forget to check out new episodes every Monday. We're super excited about this. My name is Amir Arison. I'm Tony Samadani. I'm Tobias Tubbs. And we are Living, living Good, good Currency. currency.